0: Hello, and welcome to Hero Prefer Crossbow, the podcast that's afraid of its own tail. I'm Greg Smith. Uh, Matt, you're supposed to. Oh, right. In this episode, the Royal Wii are going to talk about Pokemon Let's Go Eevee slash Pikachu. start talking about Pokemon Let's Go, I just want to talk about a little about my history with Pokemon. When I was doing research for this episode, I looked into what year Pokemon Red Blue came out, and I was shocked to learn that it came out in 1996. That feels wicked late. I think it's because it was a original Game Boy game, and as far as graphics and hardware goes, it's super primitive. Um, and so when it came out, I would have been in junior high, and this my obsession with Pokemon and the fact that it was unpopular in junior high are probably related. I don't know. Like, there's no way to prove that, but I just I've got a hunch. Um, and where I was at in my gaming career was that I had just discovered RPGs. Really, uh, Final Fantasy VI, which came out in 1994, uh, was something I had probably just played or was just playing at the time. And I became it started a lifelong obsession that continues to this day. Even though the Final Fantasy series is maybe dying out, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Um, Final Fantasy VI was many would I'm sure agree kind of a heyday for SNES RPGs, for JRPGs in general, for the Final Fantasy series. And uh, honestly, Pokemon is not a big jump from playing Final Fantasy. Um, not only are some like really concrete mechanics copied in fact like pokemon has ethers and elixirs items that do pretty much the same thing like it's there's no question that the game freak when developing the original pokemon games was looking or had played uh final fantasy um and just in terms of like how good the the structure of pokemon red blue were like the 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 systems their interactions the polish of the the player experience was like really, really up there as far as RPGs in the 90s. Um, it was ahead of the curve, even though graphically and technologically it was looked very old. Um, I, I, I bought Pokemon Blue. Um, I chose Blue because it's a less scary color. Um, I, I felt like the good guy for picking, picking Blue. Although Red and Blue are interesting colors in terms of being good or bad. Um, you can also have a setup where red represents good and blue represents evil, and uh, the home star riff of like blue laser being the bad guys and the like I don't know the cheats G.I. Joe enemies is is kind of funny, um, and also Chrono Trigger is a good example of uh, speaking of S.N.E.S. RPGs. Um, the protagonist had red hair and the Uh, the foil, I guess, not antagonist, but the foil Magus had blue hair. And you could just as easily reverse those and it would still work. It's not like the colors black and white, which um, have all kinds of baggage. Like if you were to make a good guy who was all dressed in black, that would probably not be a traditional hero. That'd be an anti-hero. You'd be signaling something. Whereas if you're associating red or blue with uh, a good guy, you're not really saying anything. You're just saying like, here's the convention we decided to follow in this particular game. So anyway... Um, Back on topic, I played Red and Blue. I became obsessed just because it's a solid game. It's all the systems and their interplay is fun. The core conceit of capturing Pokemon is fun, of elements and uh, types, if you will, and resistances is fun. Um, And it's a good game. And then I bought Red because I wanted to catch them all, and I had no friends, Uh, so I did. I, I did have at least one friend at the time, so maybe not no friends. I'm exaggerating. Um, but I guess they didn't play Pokemon. Uh, I do remember watching the anime and being super obsessed with the anime. It was it was very good. I was new to anime, so I think the whole concept was a novelty to me. Um, the I don't know. There was a little bit of a novelty of just like, oh, these gameplay ideas are being reflected in the anime, and that's new to me. Usually the world of video games stays in the world of video games. But when you say... Pikachu, use Thunderbolt. I'm like, oh, I know, I know that. I know that move. My Pikachu has that move. It, it was really exciting. And just like the weirdness um, of anime was still new to me. So that was really exciting at the time. Um, I, I haven't stayed up to date with po- uh, Pokemon animes for the most part. Um, I'm, should I get into that now? I don't know. I, I guess I'm just going to ramble for the whole time. So I might as well just keep going. Um I started to watch the XY anime, and I was kind of like, oh, this is really... It was really polished and really clean and really nice, but there was nothing that really latched, grabbed onto me, and I, I I guess I don't really have a theory as to why it's just what happened. Um, I rewatched Indigo League, a.k.a. the original Pokemon anime. I guess Indigo because that's purple, because that's a f- combined red and blue. Huh? Um And revisiting that, I watched the whole series. I loved it. And um, it was was still funny, it was still charming, it was so cute. Um, And then I started, I watched the anime for, (laughs) I actually had the flu last year or the year before. I had my flu shot, but apparently it was, the flu shot was a bad match for the strain that year and you can still get a lesser version of the flu if you got a, fl- a shot, you should still get your flu shots because don't be don't be one of those people who's spreading disease. But that was kind of disappointing. Anyway, I watched the entire Sun Moon anime. And on that one, they changed the art style. And I liked that move. It kind of was a little more light and playful art style, kind of like a Hawaiian vacation would be light and playful. Um, and, and I loved that. And besides the art style changing, I don't know, that was enough to keep it fresh enough. For me to really get interested and in, in terms of like what happened and who the characters were and like what was the story i don't even remember i was really sick <laughs> um anyway okay so i played red blue i liked it and i didn't really touch pokemon again for a long time i continued to love it and just like be a fan but i didn't really play more pokemon games for some reason probably because i was got into other rpgs more adulty ones um until xy came out and xy i guess that was on the on the ds huh either on the um nintendo was it the first ds or the 3ds i think it was 3ds because i kind of remember being 3d um and i don't know i just i had played black and white or maybe black 2 or white 2 and i just kind of like there i think it's a similar situation to why to, the, to not liking the XY anime, where there was nothing in particular that grabbed me about black, white, black 2, white 2. Um, although there was nothing I could complain about either. Um, and then when I peeled open that good XY box and slammed that into the DS and started catching men's, um, there, were, there were some hooks, some new interesting things like I remember that game had a lot of auxiliary, unnecessary, but good systems on top of catching Pokemon, and I really got into that. There was this whole thing where you could... Uh, there was a lot of outfits, a lot of fashion, because it's set in Pokemon France, and and French people like fashion, right? As well as rebelling against the government. Those two things, I guess. That's my impression of French people. Uh, if that's offensive, I didn't mean to be. I, it's just... this is what I know. Um... And so that was a lot of fun. I love outfits. I love uh, collecting them and trying different combinations of things and trying to get creative. Um, and then they had this whole system of video production where you uh, create an intro for battle. And you decide what Pokemon you're with. And you choreograph it and what outfit you're wearing. And like it's shown to people before you battle them. And it's super fun. And France is cool. And you could there's dog hair cutting. So uh, I, I love the random stuff in that. But the core was still just Pokemon. So I think maybe that's the formula for a Pokemon game I'm going to like. It's add enough of something novel to catch my interest and then keep me hooked with those core Pokemon mechanics that have not changed uh, for 20 years. Um, So after that, I played... Sun Moon. Um, I specifically got Sun because I wanted to be the good guy. Was, uh, so I saw Sun as the good guy. Isn't that interesting? Um, I was so stoked about it because I loved XY. France is good at all, but Hawaii. I love the beach. I love tropical settings. I love Hawaii. I was so excited. And um, and they started releasing the, the Alolan forms of classic Pokemon on social media and every time they released one, I was just getting more pumped up for how great this game was going to be because those character designs were so good and um i was so excited to play it, and when i started playing it i i just didn't really like it it was at the time i think i kind of didn't recognize this but a lot of it, i think it was because of how on rails it was they really held your hand they gave you way more um free freebies than you needed to the point of it being like um, this is a, a, a fucked up metaphor. Sorry, but it reminded me a little bit of like an ex who keeps sending flowers to their ex's office, to, <laughs> like that, there's like a little bit too many presents, sir. Um, and exploration is important, and um, I don't know. They changed the core formula in a way that detracted from it. It didn't ruin it. And as far as something new to get me hooked, the setting, although I, again, I love Hawaii, I love the beach, I love having a good time with my friends in the sand, drinking a Corona and a beach chair in a commercial. And um, at the same time, like, there's this top down camera, and all you really see is some sand, <laughs> and maybe the bottom of a palm tree, and so, like, the setting being what it was didn't feel like it really came into play in the game that much. And so it didn't really matter to me, like, okay, we're going on a boat. Um, Okay, we're going to look at some water. I don't know, it, it didn't matter when I was playing it that I was in a setting I loved. It just didn't come out. So all, all in all, that experience kind of fell short, and I didn't finish it. Um. Okay, so fast forward to... Pokemon let's go Pikachu slash Eevee getting announced I looked at it and it was I think I did the same thing everybody did where, where you're like um okay they're very they're, their goal <laughs> their goal is very clear their goal is let's combine the massive audience that we've created for with Pokemon go of of filthy casuals uh I say that with all due love and respect slash <laughs> Um, quote-unquote hardcore gamers, which I say that with actually a little bit of... uh, with my nose up a little bit. Um, And so it's like, okay, you're you're trying to create a a mega-mega hit and rake in the cash, and in order to do that, you're going to have to make some compromises on both sides. A filthy, casual, scare quotes... Might not want. That, am I saying that sarcastically enough? Because I don't really believe that. Yeah, I think that's the right level of sarcasm. Anyway, um, might not want. Might not be into these com- complex uh, systems. The grind, I think, is a, a barrier to entry that even people who like JRPGs might be sick of these days. On myself included. Um, whereas people who like traditional JRPGs, even though they're not popular anymore, they might poo-poo with the idea of simplifying it, dumbing it down. Um, and so I was kind of like, okay, it's going to be a big compromise. I don't want to compromise. If I want a JRPG, I'll play Pokemon. If I want whatever you call Pokemon Go, I'd play that. Why would I want to play something that's bad at, less good at being either of those things? So just because I love Pokemon and because... I knew it wasn't gonna be terrible. I decided to pick it up. I chose Eevee because Eevee is this perfect cinnamon roll who's too good for this world, too pure. Um, And over the course of playing it, I started to fall in love with it. And I think it's because of the thing I've been talking about. The core idea of what makes a Pokemon game there is good. In fact, I would say it's restored from how it had degraded in sun and moon it has the core concepts um in a, in a pure sense it has exploration it has grinding for better and for worse it has the type system without what sun moon did someone actually dumbed down the type system by telling you ahead of time if your move is going to be stronger weak against your opponent um in a sense pokemon let's go actually intellected it back up. Is that the episode of thumbed it down? I don't know. You decide. Let me know in the comments. LOL, LOL LMAO. Um, where was I? Right. So it had the core Pokemon concepts in full force. In fact, in a way that kind of felt like a triumphant return. And it had some new ideas. The capturing Pokemon being completely different ended up actually being interesting. I thought it was a dumbing down but in practice i think i don't see it as dumbing it down i see it as streamlining it makes you focus on what's interesting about capturing pokemon finding the ones you want to catch what you now do visually by looking at the overworld a la you can see them on the map kind of like in chrono trigger second chrono trigger reference in this episode and you can chase towards the one you want to catch and avoid the ones you don't want to catch that's actually an interesting mechanic as simple and inconsequential as it is i like it i think it's a great change um and then when you're capturing you don't have to do the thing where you like get their health down to almost zero but not dead a little game of chicken with hp which ultimately was tedious and i don't miss it um you get this right to you get you feed them berries you throw orbs at them you decide how valuable an orb do you want to toss at them and then maybe you do or you don't catch them and like that's the heart of what pokemon catching is about and the fact that it's motion controls i think is inconsequential say you want about say what you want about the motion controls they they do kind of suck in that they're less precise um but i don't know it doesn't really i don't really feel like that's what makes my experience better or worse when i'm actually playing it so i don't like. Really, i don't think that's what i would talk about when I, I would talk about let's go motion controls i just don't think are a, a big deal to me um so oh and you still have normal pokemon battles when you fight other trainers which you're doing all the time because they're all over the world the and, and in those battles the strategy is fun like it used to be you're rewarded for preparing which is always i think satisfying i think a lot of you know the downside of this is grinding can be a, a you know a slog but the upside of a games that have a grind are that when you feel rewarded for having prepared carefully that can be really satisfying um so that aspect of the game is good one aspect of the game that is great is uh, the exploration um i would actually compare this game to Super Metroid in a way hear me out and it's because the entire map is one big puzzle to solve. After you get out of the first part of the game, which is kind of linear, you eventually can kind of start to go wherever you want, but you need to pick up items that open new routes to you and you can backtrack. This is exactly like Metroid. This is not a weird comparison. <laughs> um, and that's really fun. And the fact that it happens on a global scale, like the entire world is one puzzle, not a bunch of sub-puzzles, is um, really fun. Um and they also do something that I think Metroid um, kind of early on maybe didn't do as much but started to do more later in the series is convenient backtracking. Like uh, in Metroid Fusion they had a hub uh, which made backtracking a little easier and um, I don't know. Anyway, it's good. Um, I'm going to talk about cinnamon rolls for a second. Eevee is uh, a beautiful creature. I like that they added hairdos. And my favorite thing about the fact that they added hairdos is... So you can change your companion Pokemon's hair. I don't know if that's what they're called, but I'm calling it your companion Pokemon. Your companionmon. You rub their head with the touch controls or the motion controls or whatever it is. And their hair might get messed up. And you might just keep it that way because you might like it. It might look messed up. It might look like a ball cut. Who knows? Um, (laughs) It just... And, um, what I love about it, besides the fact you can customize them by rubbing their head, that's great, is, um, I read an article about how to get certain haircuts online, on, um, and they weren't really sure how it worked, and they kind of had to explain it in a fuzzy, subjective way, and that is really missing in a world where, like, before a game comes out, you know everything about it because of data mining, and there's, it seems, it feels like people these days are used to primarily playing games using Google, rather than figuring it out yourself, which is kind of seen as tedious and a waste of time. The hairdo creating in Let's Go defies explanation. You just got to fuck around and rub the little little, little fucker's head until something happens that you consider stylish. And that's just how it is. And I don't know. I I would love to see more aspects of the game be like that. Um, I don't know how that would happen, but so it is. Um, I also have an Alolan Vulpix because they're beautiful, and I I love them. Um, I like Gyarados. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's the thing that evolves from Magikarp. I remember when I played Pokemon Red Blue back in the day. I heard the concept of a useless Pokemon that can't even attack, but if you stick with it, it grows into a terrifying monster. Um, I don't know that concept is too good to not. To not do homage to by training a magic cart myself, and so um in that tradition, I did that again in let's go let's go I how to decide your team for in Pokemon is really interesting to me because there's a hidden stat in Pokemon, which is just how much you and your Pokemon love each other. I guess the more battles you spent with the Pokemon, the more more better good it is and in red blue this was i think completely hidden i didn't find out about it until later i just kind of felt like the pokemon i had for a long time were better and my new ones weren't as good but i thought that was i had captured ones with bad stats or the ones i had originally were just objectively better i didn't realize that spending time with them made them better i think it's neat that in let's go although i don't know if the underlying systems are the same In essence, I do know that they expose this fact um, to to the user, to the player, in a way, the user, I like player a lot more, to the player in a way you can actually tell that your relationship with your Pokemon matters. They do that by saying like, oh, Evie dodged the attack because he didn't want you to feel sad, or oh, he shook off the poison because he didn't want you to feel sad because you love each other. Um, and so as a result of that, there's an investment aspect to which Pokemon you use. I'm going to use my EV forever because we love each other and use my Gyarados forever because we love each other and it's cool. Um, I have other Pokemons that I kind of wanted to use that I leveled up. I I caught an Abra. I felt like, oh, I found an Abra. It's so cool. I'm going to level it up. And um it doesn't seem very good and it's behind levels and I I might replace it but I don't know what I don't know. I feel like I don't want to get into hardcore optimizing um with really thinking about stats, hatching eggs, catching the same pokemon over and over to try to get a good one because I still mostly care about how cool they and cute they are. Cool and or cute, you know, depending on their gender bias. Um so I I'll, I I I got in a little because I love how the the concept of an electric psychic surfer like that's just just say those I'm just gonna say those words again out loud to myself because I love them electric psychic surfer cool um but I don't know there's something about when I just look at them in battle I just say oh it's not that cool it makes me want to replace them with something else but I don't know it makes me wonder like is our friendship worth sacrificing in that way I don't know I haven't really decided the the system, casual as it is, that I'm going to, or maybe, that I'm going to use to pick my party. I guess I'll just kind of, as I catch new Pokemon, each time I'll make a decision. Are you in, or are you not in? I just just gotta do that over and over, every time. And maybe it's okay to not have a framework or a system. Maybe it's just, putting it by ear is the way to go, I don't know. I think it's strange how it's not really a main what do they call, mainline series game. It's like a Red Blue reboot that doesn't give you access to the vault. It doesn't let you import your Pokemon from old games. Because I guess all the mainline games let you import all your previous Pokemon. So there's people out there who have played with Pokemon that they've had for years? Decades, maybe? Holy crap. Can you imagine having a Charmander or Charizard that you've had since Red Blue that you've just always brought with you? There's probably people out there who have done that. That's insane. And the fact that this game exists outside of that system is a little disappointing. But you know, it seems like this game has probably been successful. And if they make a new mainline series game in this light, and it's also good, and it can kind of both be seen as a new mainline game and a successor to Pokemon Let's Go. Um, and it manages, it manages to kind of Succeed in bearing both torches—that would be ideal. That would be the dream. And Pokémon Let's Go being better than I expected, and probably the fact that the reception I think has largely been good, leads me leads me to believe that maybe that'll happen. Um, So we'll we'll see what happens. It's going to be a few years before we know. And I haven't even finished Let's Go yet. I haven't finished forming opinions. I've only have three badges so far. It's pretty early in the game. But after getting three badges, I started to explore and goof off. And, you know, I'm I'm doing what I, I'm glad I'm doing it the way I'm doing it. Um, all right. So I'm just going to wrap up there. And we're going to call this a, a mini episode, kind of like what other popular podcasts like. How does this get made do? Um, oh, yeah. And also the mini episodes on that podcast are just one person. So I guess it's like that in that way, too. So thank you for listening to this miniature episode of Hero Preferred Crossbow. Um, I'm Greg Smith. You can find me uh, on PeaceBeard on Twitch and YouTube. Um, If you're watching this on Twitch, you can find Heroes Preferred Crossbows where all good podcasts are found. Please check us out. We've got a few other episodes, and it's a lot of fun. And as as always, good night. from a device that's literally inside of your ears, and I consider that a great privilege, and it's one that I do not take for granted.